Welcome to FAIR Podcasts. On this episode, we're breaking down important immigration issues and examining each component. Right here on FAIR Podcasts, issue analysis. Let's start the show. All right, welcome to another FAIR Podcast. Uh, This is Carl Filippini with FAIR, and I'm joined today by Brandon Judd. He is a Border Patrol agent. He serves as the president of the National Border Patrol Council. Uh, He has... 20 years of experience and knowledge of border security, enforcement operations, uh, keeping America safe at our borders. Uh, Welcome, Brandon. Carl, thanks for having me. Thank you. Hey, first off, can I give a shout out to your supporters and backers? Mm -hmm. I I can't thank them enough for uh, pushing Donald Trump and electing Donald Trump. He's going to be the best thing that we've had in years as far as border security goes. Great. I think the public has a has a kind of a vague understanding of how the police, how law enforcement works. I mean, you see like TV shows, you see you know kind of the sensationalized version of law enforcement. Um, what is the day to day life of a border patrol agent really like, as opposed to the what you see? You know, they have to do what they do on TV to get people to watch it. I mean, I mean day to day, it's it's actually pretty boring. Um, it's when those things happen that, that you see on TV that that everything hits the fan. That's that is reality. I mean, st- stuff like that does act, in fact happen. But yeah. let me let me give you an example of of what I faced when I was a canine handler as a border patrol agent. Okay. Uh, my my dog and I, we would find um, some footprints in the dirt. We would follow those footprints, and oftentimes it would lead us to to groups as large as 56 people. Um, yeah. That that my dog and I, we would have to we would have to take uh, 56 people by ourselves into custody. That's that's a large task right there, especially yeah. if they get up and they start running, and we have to start rounding up as many as we can. Yeah. Um, you know, we would track these and we would track these people through the desert for hours. Um, one time, we we tracked a group of um, of 57 people that we took into custody by ourselves that we tracked through the desert for seven hours before we found them, took them into custody. Yeah. Took another um, three hours to get transport to us, get them back to the station, then another um, six hours to process all these individuals you know all told we were there for 16 hours in one day you know taking into custody this group of these 57 people yeah that's that's amazing and it sounds like um it's a very different um you know border border patrol is kind of a different form of law enforcement than other law enforcement agencies you have you know sheriff deputies you know local police i mean they either have like a kind of set assignment or details that they work you have something similar, but you also have like a lot more open area. I mean, the border's very open. We don't have we don't have near the backup that a typical law enforcement agency would have. Um, if you're in let let's say um, a city on on the border, Douglas, Arizona. If you're in Douglas, Arizona, and you're a police officer, mm-hmm. you have backup within a couple minutes. If you're a border patrol agent, your backup isn't. It could be a couple hours um, at times. And so, yeah, we work in very remote um, territory. We work with very few people, with very little backup. But, yeah. again, we like the job. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in, in, I think recently and, you know, even in the last maybe decade, but certainly in the last few years, there's been some pushback against immigration enforcement. Sometimes it's ICE, sometimes it's Border Patrol, uh, but there seems to be more pushback or protest. And, what, you know, how, would, how do you address that? You know, the protests about, you know, ICE enforcement actions, which I know is not you, but also Border Patrol enforcement and, 
you know, protests or, you know, complaints about that? Well, ICE and I, ICE and I, ICE and the Border Patrol, we work hand in hand. We have mm-hmm. to. Um, if ICE isn't functioning well, the Border Patrol is not going to function mm-hmm. well. If the Border Patrol is not functioning well, ICE isn't going to function well. What I find very interesting about a lot of these protests is they, they call what we do racist. But if you look at the Border Patrol, um, 51% of our Border Patrol agents are not white. So we have a majority of our agents aren't even um, in the majority in in the United States. And so it's not racist what this is all about. It's about border security. It's about securing our nation. You're not going to leave your home and leave your front door open. Why would we do that with our country? It just doesn't make sense. And and that, you know, your response, you know, kind of uh, leads to my next question. You know, why why is this board why is border enforcement so important to the United States? Well, <laughs> everything everything that affects the border affects the interior of the United States. When you have illegal aliens come in and employers hire the, these illegal aliens, it drives wages down. When illegal aliens come in, they 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 don't stay right on the border. They go to Atlanta, Georgia. They go to Boston, Massachusetts. They go to Washington D.C. When they come here and they they get on social programs, it costs the taxpayer. Um, an exponential amount of money. Yep. It affects all walks of life, um, and that's why border security is so so important. Or, again, we're talking about illegal immigration as opposed to legal immigration. Yeah. What these individuals are doing is illegal, and it shouldn't be condoned, and it shouldn't be tolerated. Right. And in, in terms of the, the, the level of the problem of illegal immigration, now I've, I talked to a couple of uh, ranchers this morning who were in Arizona, and they said that the number uh, of people crossing the border has gone down. The official government statistics, um, you know, agree with that. You know that there's been a decrease in, in border crossing. Um, do you think the problem is, is getting better? The border problem is getting better. I think that I think that what Trump has done in the first couple months is nothing less than a miracle. We've never seen a drop like we have before. Mm-hmm. The problem is is we're in a honeymoon period. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, if you look at at the month of May, mm-hmm. the numbers are starting to go back up, you know, yeah. big time. Yeah. And, and so the rhetoric worked for so long. But if he does not have in place those individuals that see his vision and that are going to follow through on his vision, we're yeah. talking about the Obama holdovers. Yeah. If you if you have Obama holdovers, mm-hmm. they're going to just continue to implement. They're just going to continue to to go forward with the policies that we had under Obama. Yeah. And what that does is that sends the message back to other countries that hey, the catch and release program is still continuing, which it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you're going to dangle that magnet or that carrot in front yeah. of those individuals, and they're going to continue to cross the border. So uh, May was May was a surprise. It was a staggering month because the, the numbers went way back up. And and that's is that is that kind of a usual cyclical pattern over the year? Because I would think that usually Christmas is or like January is the big month. The 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 colder months are the months that, that more people cross simply mm-hmm. because we're, we're talking about desert and they don't want to cross in in extreme heat. Yeah. Um, but we're seeing that the numbers go back up right now as opposed to the the, the winter months. And the reason is mm-hmm. is because um, they've heard that the catch and release program is continuing today. Oh. And as long as that program continues. That's that's where pressure has to be put on Secretary Kelly. Secretary yeah. Kelly has been tasked with mm-hmm. that job, and he's just not fulfilling it. Um, he no. continues to promote Obama holdovers um, instead of draining the swamp like uh, President Trump promised would happen. And, and so that kind of uh, that leads to my final question, which is what concrete actions could President Trump 
do to kind of, you know, as you said, drain the swamp, kind of deal with the Obama holdovers, increase our border security? Well, so so the first thing is, is you got to understand that these are career employees and you can't just come in and fire career employees. Um, you know, we have laws on the books to, to deal with career employees. But what he could do is he could come in and say, um, look, I have a chief in this sector that just isn't isn't doing his job. I'm going to move him. I'm going to I'm going to move him to North Dakota um, as an SES. And what yeah. that will do is that will send the message throughout the border patrol that mm -hmm. the president is not going to condone. He is not going mm -hmm. to tolerate um, what happened under Obama. Um, and by moving these people, you get everybody else in line with you. That's what needs to happen. Great. Well, thank you very much again, Brandon Judd, for coming uh, coming on to our FAIR podcast, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you again. Thank Thanks, you. Carl. Appreciate it. That's all for this episode of FAIR Podcasts. Be sure to click the subscribe button and head over to fairus.org to contact us through email or Twitter at FAIR Immigration to keep you up to date on the latest immigration update and reports. That's fairus.org.